Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of our I've Decided podcast. I'm Kim Martin, founder of I've Decided and host of your show today. I am so excited that you are tuning in. I have an amazing guest. I have been waiting to interview this awesome lady, and I couldn't think of a better time than this week when our topic of discussion is all about the word candid. So I want to ask you, how candid are you? Do we even know really what candid means? Well, let me tell you, it simply means that you're open, you're honest, you're sincere, you're straightforward, sometimes maybe even frank, but it's just about being that true, authentic self. Being candid is a good thing if we do it with compassion and with love, right? So being candid and considerate at the same time. So we're going to be talking about that. How can we be candid, frank, but also considerate of other people at the same time? So when you learn who this lovely lady is, you will see that she is the perfect guest for us to have this topic of discussion. So without further ado, this is Jeanette Jersick. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited that you are here. And Jeanette is the national director for That's What She Said. Isn't that cool? I just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. I just, it's kind of like the whole, I've decided it's just like a natural thing, right? That's what she said. It's so awesome. Uh, but she's also a storytelling coach. And I love this. And guess what, guys? She is going to be our keynote speaker on Thursday, May 4th at our virtual seminar and really helping us define what our stories look like and teaching us how to put it together and put it out there candidly to the world. And so uh, there you go, all of those fun things. So Tell us a little bit about you, Jeanette, and your businesses. And what a what a perfectly awesome introduction uh, <laughs> to storytelling and the upcoming um, presentation. So, um, so I'm Jeanette. I'm the national director of the the mothership organization is the She Said Project. Okay, and that is an organization that produces live storytelling events by and for women called. That's what she said. Right. So many people are familiar with the joke from The Office, the TV show. We've decided we're taking that back. It's ours now. <laughs> we are That's What She Said. And it all started 10 years ago in Champaign, Illinois, where three amazing women from that community were literally sitting on their back porch, chatting, watching their, their kids play in the yard, and started brainstorming how they could make the world a better place for their mm. daughters. And they came up with the concept of putting on an event where women could be candid, where women could be authentic and vulnerable and share personal stories about their lives. And that's what she said was born. So the first show was in October of 2013. Um, they, they, did not know what was in store for them. They thought it was a one-night event, um, but they launched kind of a movement, I'd like to say. Um, I was honored to meet these women in 2015, and my background is in theater, and I relocated to Champaign, Illinois when I married my husband um, a few years prior and was really looking for an outlet for my own creative side. Um, I was working in real estate. We had two young children, but I knew I wanted something more. Um, I had given up, um, maybe given up is 
not the right phrase, but I had made a different choice in careers because I had lived in Los Angeles and New York prior to that. And I was really looking for something that I could do that was creative. And I met these women and it was literally like the clouds parted and the angels It was divine appointment. (laughs) And like, I knew I had found my purpose. So I started directing the live shows. I've been directing these shows since 2015. And so I call myself a storytelling coach because even though I'm I'm directing a, a large theatrical presentation, a large event, what I'm really doing is spending many months with a group of women who are going through a process of discovering a personal story about their life's experience, doing a whole lot of personal reflection, figuring out what's truly important to them and what they want to put out into the world. And then I work with them very closely on how to do that. It's not always what you say. A lot of the times it's how you say exactly. it. And that we is say that all the time. Perfect for our, our candid discussion today. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's perfect for our organization and what we are at I've Decided and helping people be the best version of ourselves. And if we're going to achieve our goals and dreams and be that best version, we need to be able to share our testimony or share yes. our story and put out to the world what we really want them, you know, we want to control that narrative. We want to put out there what we want them to see and be able to do it well. And you're going to teach us that. Yes. And there's something to be said about being in control of that narrative that could actually um, be a negative. Okay. Like if you're so worried about that image or that perception, that could actually like stop you from being your authentic self or your candid self. So the premise of that's what she said is that everyone has a story. Sure. Everyone has a Every, story. We all do. We have one, we have 10, we have 10,000 that are intertwined in our lives. And we work to find one or or one series of them that we can pull together in a meaningful seven to 10 minute performance. Um, and so finding, finding something that you're willing to talk about, right. that's sometimes a challenge because we are protecting ourselves mm-hmm. a lot of the time or protecting that image right. more than protecting ourselves. But I will tell you that when you actually do make a choice to be candid and to be authentic and vulnerable in, in a safe space, in a safe environment where, where we've nurtured acceptance and compassion, sure. um, we have here again and again and again that the women who've been through this process and perform their stories have a sense of freedom. Mm-hmm have a sense of connection, have a sense of, um, well, I hate to say the word therapy, but like this, this release. It does. It is therapy. It is yeah. so relieving to be heard. Mm-hmm. But to share your side, you yes. know, and that's what I mean by controlling that narrative. Like you're, you're telling your story your the way words. it should be yeah. told. Yeah. Somebody else, you know, my life growing up, I, people that knew me may have a different story to tell, but yes. they didn't walk my walk. So it's it's not them telling my story. It's me sharing from my point of view, from my heart condition, right? In your own words. In my own words. Mm-hmm. And and that is I just got chills. So <laughs> I just love it. It get, you know, that is what we that is where we went with this word candid, you know, and it's just a great word. So I here's what I want to tell you guys that being candid is so good when it's used in the right text, right? right? Under the right conditions. We don't just go out telling this, you know, throwing out everything about our lives, right, right? To the whole world. That would kind of be a little weird. You don't necessarily do that. But in the right time, in the right moment with the right person or 
community, wherever you are, it is important to be genuine and authentic, open and honest. And, but it's also important to make sure we go about it in the right way Mm -hmm. so that we're respectful and we're considerate, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't come off as we know those people, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I I don't, I have one of my middle sister. She was, bless her heart, rest her soul. I miss her so much, but she was so funny, but you never know what she was going to say. It could just, well, there's a difference between being candid and having no filter (laughs) or having no boundaries, right? You know, when, when you only talk about yourself or you only talk about every little thing that's happening in your world, yes, you're going to turn people off. Absolutely. But it's the other extreme is when you, when you don't ever go to that personal space and then you never really let people get to know you as a person, as a human. Like, and that's the one thing we talked about too, is when it comes to, when it comes to being candid, the first thing is going inward, Mm -hmm. being candid with yourself. Right. It's like having that open, honest conversation with your own self and saying, it's okay that I've made mistakes. I I can, it's, it's fine. I can laugh at myself and, and admit them. And I don't have to pretend like I'm this perfect person. That is absolutely something we, we see again and again. It's, it's letting go of being perfect. It's letting go of fear. It's, it's accepting you for your perfectly imperfect self, because the things that we judge ourselves on, we would never say to another person. We are so mean to ourselves internally. Um, but, but these are thoughts you would never say out loud to your worst enemy. And so we need to check ourselves Mm -hmm. and check those voices in our heads when we, when we do sit down and and take a moment to reflect on who we are and who we want to be and be kind, Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. first. Right. And then, and then you can put it out there and then you can be a little bit more brave every single time. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So in the article that we shared with our members, and I want to go through some of these and get your point of view, because I'm sure you're going to enlighten me and I might have to take some notes here. So don't mind me if she's talking and you see me writing over here, because I I like to add uh, things. So we just talked about how to be candid and be considerate at the same time. And so a few things that we talked about, the first one was be, and you've already said this word, vulnerable. Yeah. So being vulnerable in our weekly group coaching, in our live group coaching, one of our members said are humble, right? So vulnerable, humble, um, you know, in other words, you're, you're living out loud, being honest about being humble, admitting those mistakes. Right. And I, and my little caption this week was smile. You're on candid camera. <laughs> and I said, you know, we love that show. Right. But candid camera is about ca- catching people in real time and snapping a picture of it. And we loved it because they, these people turned in this video for national TV. So they laughed at themselves and allowed the world to laugh with them. But I think what you just said is, is right on being candid. When you first said that word to me, the first thing that popped into my head was being in the moment. Mm. It's those moments in life that aren't posed. You know, they aren't rehearsed. They're, they're real. They're authentic because you're, you're absolutely in the moment. And how can you make a choice? to do that more often? How can you make a choice to, to be in the moment and, and be open to whatever's, whatever's coming at you as opposed to having your canned response or, you know, having it all planned out. Right. Right. Just being real. Um, I'm, I'm a big, uh, Brene Brown fan and I don't know how we can talk about being vulnerable without quoting her, but I mean, she absolutely says that the key to wholehearted living 
is in the choice to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely attest that I have witnessed women in my line of work, but I know this goes for men too, that, that when you make that choice, I mean, it just, it opens up your heart. It opens up your mind. Like the world responds to you in different ways Mm -hmm. when you make a choice to be Mm -hmm. authentic every single day, or even if it's just, you know, in one, in one effort, like, like being on stage or sharing a story or being a presenter or, or meeting someone new, there's a hundred opportunities a day to be candid and to be vulnerable. And we were talking and you were talking about women, but also applying to men. And I think, you know, obviously women, we want to put that person out there, but men even more too, because they have this image, right? right? Especially those tough guys out there. And it's like, they can't show that they might make a mistake or they didn't do something perfectly. And I think, you know, it, it's okay, you know, for, for them too, to be vulnerable and, and vulnerability is, is sexy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right? We get, we it get, goes both ways. We get asked all the time, when are we going to do that's what he said. And not a bad idea. It's but, not a bad idea yeah. because everything you just said, men, men need a place where they can, where they can safely explore yeah. um, being more vulnerable because it could break down so many barriers of what's been expected of them exactly. and, and how men are, you know, are supposed to put on, on certain images. And I'm not saying it will never happen. I'm just saying we are still, you know, building. That's what she said to make it strong and make it last and make it available for as many women as possible. So you never know what's going to come down the pipeline, but I absolutely see the value in creating that opportunity. Absolutely. There could yeah, be. Men so, do need safe spaces. Yeah. So being vulnerable, I think that is so important. The next thing we talked about was don't blame Right. So if you're being candid, we can, I, I said, my husband says, you always say we, when you're really talking about you, but you try to bring everybody else. In. <laughs> so I should say, I do this, maybe not everybody, but I can tend to throw a, everybody under a bus. Like they all do that. Or, you know, like it's generalize. And it's like, no, 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 no. We can't generalize. And we, we, we just place blame out there. Cause we don't, we don't want to take the responsibility or show that maybe we, I don't know. It just feels like it's not my fault. I didn't right. do it. It's about if you have ownership. kids, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But it's about taking ownership, ownership yes. of your choices, mm-hmm. ownership of your story um, and not, and not flipping the camera or flipping the mirror um, in, in the work that I do coaching women one-on-one to develop their story for, for what turns out to be a very powerful, intimate performance. This is, this is a a constant revelation I have. Women are, are ready to talk about everyone in their world except themselves. So we'll spend a lot of time going through their story, their, their life, their life story. And, and I'll hear about, you know, their mother and their husband and their kids and their community and their influence and their dogs. And I will sit back and listen because that's what I do. I'm a storytelling (laughs) coach. I'm a professional listener. And I will go, that was just so lovely. Where are you in your story? And they have to stop and go, well, I, I, and I'm like, I didn't get to know you at all. You told me you pointed fingers or you held up the mirror to everything in your, in your environment. But then my job is to flip the mirror and hold it up right? and go, you, you said this, you switched from the we to the I, I, you are the character, right. you're the leading character. So every, every discovery should start with I, I discovered, I created, I found, I believed, I experienced. Right. And as women specifically, like that is something that's so hard. Yeah. Well, because you don't want your, yes, I get that. Totally. We've been, we've been programmed not to take up space and talk about ourselves um, because it's, it's not, 
you it know, comes off as being maybe like you're being kind of stuck up or, or self-centered sure. or self-centered. I think sure. it goes again, all humans. I think we're kind of, Agreed. you know, and, and we, I started doing this when, with my daughters when they were little, I didn't, you know, I'm like, it's okay to know you're beautiful. It's yes. okay to be smart. Yeah. You know, and they would say, mom, stop telling us we're so smart all the time. I'm like, why? You are, you know, stop saying we're so beautiful. Mom, stop telling me I'm beautiful. I'm like, they would literally be like, stop. I'm like, no, you are beautiful and it's totally okay. And you're smart and you're going to be successful and you have talents. Yes. And it is your job as their mother, because there are enough um, things in the, in society and in the media and in their environment, as they grow, there are going to be enough influences telling them they're not smart enough, right? telling them they're not beautiful enough. So it's your job. And I get this too. Uh, my girls definitely get irritated when I constantly remind <laughs> them, but it's my job to infuse in them yes. so much of that belief that they are, it's like armor, that they are armed and ready when social media and TikTok and all the stuff comes at them. And and they need to know that they're enough. Yeah. As I was just talking to my oldest daughter, Kinsley, who's a, a junior at West Virginia University. And I, we were just talking and she was like, I got to study. I got to get this test. I said, you're going to do fine. You're so mm-hmm. smart. And she goes, mom, I think you have a mixed idea of how smart I am. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like, what do you mean? You're super smart. And she's just laughing. She's like, I think you think I'm smarter than I really am. <laughs> But that's also your job, I was like, right? I was yeah, like, oh, good, that's... then I'm doing a good job. Yeah. yeah, but you you get to be that voice. Yes. You know, like who if you're if not you, who? Right. Who's gonna tell her that she can overcome and that she's got yes. it and she's gonna, you know, she's gonna make and it. And she is smart, you yeah. know. And and I didn't say you were a genius. Right. <laughs> but you're smart, limits. right? Like yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and I think, you know, that is, I don't know, we kind of went on a little tangent there. I don't know how, but don't blame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back to just taking that ownership and um and not and not blaming because I think you know if you're being candid if you're having a a genuine conversation with someone and you're being candid about your thoughts and how you feel uh if you're trying to say well I feel this way because then that's gonna put defense out there you Mm -hmm. know it's like it's you don't really need to explain yourself necessarily Mm -hmm. you just you know this is maybe why you believe that way. We all have our different thoughts and ideas. So don't blame. The third is take it seriously. I think that when it comes to what we stand for, owning that, you know, our beliefs, who we are, it's a, it is a serious matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, when we're being candid, we need it, something we should take seriously and and not lightly. Absolutely. Um we just had a, a performance in Champagne. It was our 10-year anniversary show. And uh, one of our one of our speakers, she she talked about how her, she spent her whole life standing up for causes. And you know, her mom dragged her to picket lines, and you know, she she was this activist at a very young age. And then there was a day in her life where she realized the one thing she was not very good at was standing up for herself. Mm. And so Ooh, she had good. put all this energy into all these external things until she was faced with an opportunity where she had to take it seriously. You know, she had to make a choice that she wasn't going to put up with it anymore. And, um, you know, and, and there was a huge shift in her mm-hmm. life and I won't give any more away, but that was the story that popped into my head when mm-hmm. you, when you said that, because again, 
you know, we'll take uh, external things more seriously than we'll take our own needs and wants and desires. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say when you are doing that internal exploration of what makes you your most authentic, what, what you can tap into when you're choosing to be candid, it is take it seriously because you are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's about value. It is your value. Mm -hmm. And I think I use the word integrity, but it's the same thing. It's your integrity. It's your value. It's your character. And it's very serious. I mean, we can laugh at ourselves when we mess up and things like that. But in, at the end of the day, it is very serious, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's very serious. Um, I don't want to, you know, sometimes when we think about being candid, we might can throw it under the same bus as being reactive, right? So all of a sudden, you know, someone who just says what they think anytime. And it's like, you don't think about it. You don't think it through. So one of one of the things we said, if we want to be more considerate is think it through. Okay. You know, you, you write the email, read the email, delete the email. <laughs> then you rewrite the email, right? Right. So you can be, <laughs> you can choose to be candid through a filter of kindness and grace. Yes. Because I believe showing, like, I believe everyone is showing up to do their best mm-hmm. and give their best. Assume it anyway. You should. You should. I mean, why wouldn't you want to live like that? Assume the best. And so when you do need to have a hard talk or hard email, yeah, that falls under the no filters, you know, rule. Yeah. That's, that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. That's brass. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, just letting people, giving people the what for, you know, it's like, no, that's not what being candid is. That would be just being rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we, you know, I, I love it because, uh, Jeanette, when we do these weekly winning words, so we create them for the whole year. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I sit down somewhere in December and I have people, it's, it's become a thing and okay. I decided. So I've been doing these for like five years. Um, and so now I get text messages. I got a good word. Yes. And so our members and just people, it's sometimes not even members, just people that know I me know and know we do this, they'll send me a good word. And I'm like, oh, that's a great word. And I just take it to the back of the, I have a spreadsheet that I've printed out and then I just start writing. So I've already got like a whole list of 2024 words. Ooh. And so then basically I fill in this 52 week spreadsheet and they, all the words just kind of get plopped in. Well, I forget what they are and I don't do research on them until it's they I see, oh, next week's word is this. And sometimes I'm like, where did that word come from? What did I, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but candid was that word. It was like I had this idea of what it is. And then when I start looking up the definitions and start doing research, um, I go, that's actually not quite what I thought candid the definition of candid. I would have, you know, candid, I kind of would have thought maybe a little brassy or forthright, you know, straightforward. So, so candid had a negative shooting. connotation. I don't you. know. Maybe. maybe candid, like funny, ha ha. Mm-hmm. I had that because smile, you're on candid camera. So <laughs> I, I had that idea, like a, just a real sarcasm, funny, kind of candid, tell you like it is kind of idea. And then when I really did the research on the word and I always look up where it comes from, it's like, it's actually a very genuine word. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a word that we don't use a lot. Nobody, we don't walk around going, Hey, are you candid? Be candid. Are you having a candid conversation? You know, we don't use it a lot, but it's, it's meaningful. It is. And I love that you get this opportunity to 
to learn something mm-hmm. every week as you explore your your word of the week. That's, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, and then you were already mentioning this, but the last thing we talked about was mm-hmm. show respect. You mm-hmm. said grace and kindness, right? And that should just go without saying that we have to be respectful. If I'm, if we're having a candid conversation about maybe our beliefs or what we think about a certain situation, we have to be mindful and respectful that you might have a dis different opinion about something than I do. But if we're friends, right, and we are growing a relationship, we should be able to share what we think, what our beliefs are. And doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. That's right. And I think we got to get, we got, I I hate saying when things get back to normal, because there is that, that doesn't exist. Mm. We are in a new normal. So we don't go back. We only go forward. But I do hope that somehow we find our way back to being able to do that. I feel like we kind of went through a little culture shock here. And now we're all just kind of sensitive because of all the pain and from all sorts of things that we've been through over the last few years. Right. And so I think we're in a sensitive state. So it's people are just so sensitive that when someone doesn't think like they do or it can, you know, it's it's a boiling pot. It's a boiling pot. Yeah, that's a good word. Yes. Well, we're all burnt out, analogy. right? We're all burnt out from from everything in the last few years, and and so our our nerves are raw. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit on edge, right? So, you're right, and it goes both ways. The words coming out of your mouth, but then as you listen to someone else, like like you said, when you read the the email and delete it, like listen and process mm-hmm. before you react, mm-hmm. right? So so maybe what they're sharing isn't meant to be personal. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're just sharing what they need to share in that moment and you don't have to take it in at all. You can just listen. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Which that was one other point. Um, I, I wrote this down because in our weekly group coaching that we do with our members, uh, one, of, one of the success partners, one of our coaches, she said, this is the filter that she puts it through. And I just thought it was so great. And it ties in exactly what you're saying. Is it kind? Mm -hmm. Is it necessary? Is it true? Mm -hmm. So going back to necessary, sometimes you don't have to say everything. There is moments when you don't need to be candid. You know, you can be candid, but choose to not say something. You can still be a candid person, be authentic, Mm -hmm. be true, and choose to not say something when it's not going to make a difference, right? right? It's not the right time. It's not the right person. You can't convince someone to think like you think, or you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, is it really necessary? Maybe in this conversation, I might be thinking, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not buying into what they're saying, but I, and I could be candid and go, yeah, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> but who is it serving? Is it serving but, them or is it serving right, you? Right. I have definitely stopped myself from having a, a candid reaction <laughs> to something because, um, you know, I had to be like, what, what do you really want to get out of this moment? Like, is it really, is it necessary? You know, are you going to say that? It's not going to change anything. Right. What's the point? Right. It's not, it's only going to hurt the situation. Now we've moved into something besides candid. That's all I know. That's so right. we've is. moved into something besides what that word really means. Yeah. So, uh, so think on that when it comes to being candid, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? And remember, we are in a little bit of a sensitive environment right now in our culture. So we do have to be 
very considerate of other people and recognize that for whatever reason, whatever each and one of us has walked through in the last few years, it's been our journey and we don't know what that is and we just need to be extra sensitive to people. It's okay. You don't, you know, it's okay to be kind. It's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to do, to help us get through this moment in time that we will, you know, get to the other side. Um, so that's been awesome. I wrote down some things and I appreciate all of your feedback on, on that. I mean, this, this topic is absolutely aligned with the work that I, I get to do I know. every day. Awesome. It's really meaningful. Um, helping women, you know, shine from the stage and helping your I've decided team find some of their personal messages and stories that they want to share. And then we're going to definitely talk about how to do that in a more vulnerable and authentic way. Um, but but it's it's so important. It's it's good for leadership. It's good for communication. It's good for relationship mm. building. Absolutely. It's all about it. I don't think you can really have a genuine relationship if you're not candid. It's impossible because that person doesn't really know you. Yep. It's like, how how can you really have a good relationship if they don't know you? Oh my gosh, Jeanette, I could talk to you all. <laughs> I could start a whole nother conversation. Let's do it. What's we'll next week's to, word? Yeah. So I have no idea. <laughs> Haven't looked that far out yet. I, I'm, I'm only on, what is today? Tuesday. By Thursday, I'll start looking. I usually write the con, start writing the content Friday and Saturday. Seriously, I have to look at my list. To know what it is. But that is you living in the moment. That's mm. that's kind of cool. I mean, the word's prepared. I just haven't looked at it yet. I think I know, but I can't think of it right this second. <laughs> um, okay. One other quick thing. Oh, I know. So, okay. Somebody's been listening. They're like, I really love Jeanette. What is the, you know, how do I get in touch? And I want to be involved in that's what she said. Or I'm interested in story, you know, telling coaching. Yeah. Like, how can they... How does somebody connect with you? Yes. Thank you for asking. So to learn more about the She Said Project, just start at the website, shesaidproject.com. Uh, like I said, we've been running for 10 years. It started in Champaign. Um, I personally launched it in Bloomington in 2019 and in Peoria in 2022. So um I'm proud to say we're in 11 different communities. That's amazing. And we've, we're building it in a way that um, that we're creating safe spaces and platforms for women to have their voices heard, uh, to, to put a microphone to really important stories um, that can change lives. And so it's... Um, there are shows in 11 communities that you can get involved in as a supporter, as a speaker, as a sponsor. Um, all of the shows are listed on the website, but we have social media. We're on we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at She Said Project. We also have a podcast, the She Said Project podcast, where you can just sit back and listen to stories that have already been performed That's in awesome. our live shows. And to celebrate 10 years of storytelling, we just launched the She Said Press. And we've released our first published collection of women's stories from the stage to the page. Um, and there's awesome. more to come. Uh, we're, we're building a whole publishing arm where we can share more authentic, candid stories, uh, women's memoirs, um, journals, uh, different opportunities there. One thing I'm very proud of that I'd love to share is this is an important tool and an important conversation for us grownups to have. 
but we realize the value of engaging our young people. Um, so we have a teen empowerment program oh, that's awesome. called That's What Teens Say. And we take uh, about 15 teen girls usually through a three-day process. It's Friday night, Saturday day, and Sunday. Um, and they do all these improv games and confidence building exercises. And then they stand on stage at the end of the weekend and perform a personal story that's that, they, awesome. that they wrote during that weekend with the help of some really wonderful mentors. And so we have a program for that too. If anyone wants to, to learn about some more empowering teen programming, that's also available to go into new communities if someone is looking for some really great programming. But we have lots to offer. Um, I'm happy to chat with anybody about the work that we do. And you can find me on our website and also on LinkedIn. Awesome. And if you want to hear her speak and learn from her, get signed up for our I've Decided virtual seminar on May 4th. You can easily do that at ivedecided.org. And if you become a member, it's included in your membership, but certainly you can register. You don't have to be a member. It is included if you do become a member though. So that's really awesome. And we would love to have you and help you achieve your goals and dreams because that's what it's about. We have one mission at I've Decided and that is your success. So thank you for tuning in. Jeanette, thank you for joining me today. I've been, it's just been wonderful. And I cannot wait to hear your presentation on May 4th. I'm so excited. And we will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye-bye.